Rock Live. Yeah, we're here with Mikey Worm. What's up, Mike? What's up, man? How are you? Not bad, man. It's good to see your face. Same. Outside of a club. I don't think I've ever actually seen your face outside of a club. Probably true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. You've been, uh, you're a busy guy. I wanted to get you on the show and, like, you know, I, I see... Pretty much everything you're doing when I go on, you know, social networks and stuff, and you're all over the place. Speaking of social networks, um, we're going to open up, we already opened up the Discord, so, you know, fans of the show can go chat if you want. Oh, next next time, maybe I'll have it up so you guys can fucking come on. And listen to Worm and talk about it, because they're good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Same with the Woods. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, you just played the Middle East downstairs? Yep. Right, right. Friday night we opened up for Fear, Fu's, and this band Babes opened up the show. We did a uh, six-song Gangrene set with Chris Doherty. That's amazing. It was a, it was a wild night, great night, first time ever playing in the Middle <laughs> East downstairs. Uh. I played Zuzu and upstairs with Worm and Bad Movies, but I never made it downstairs. So how much how much longer has that place got? I think the beginning of the year is when they're starting the construction. Yeah. I'm positive on that. But no shit. Yeah. So are th- what I heard is that they're doing some kind of like hotel thing, but they will That's still what be. happens to Boston Rock Clubs. They become hotels. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, they do. There's still going to be music too, though, right? Yeah, there's going to be two stages. Yeah, supposedly, and they'll probably call it the Middle East, but it won't be. It'll yeah. It'll be a corporate conglomerate like yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of new venues around opened by, like, big fucking corporations, like you're saying. Big Night Live being one of them. They suck. Yeah. That's what's happened all across. Like, you go to a different city in each country, they had their own established, like, oh, this is the venue your band wants CBGBs. Yeah. East L.A. had it for the punk scene. Yeah. You had the Rat in Boston and the Channel. Yeah. Mm. Philly had its own. Every, every Chicago, the Metro. Now it's just... House of Blues, mm. Big Night Live, yeah. places like that that are the same thing in each different city. There's no, there's no uh, identity to it. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I, I don't, I'm, I don't <laughs> like the House of Blues. I'm not really a big fan. The House of Rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you are a fucking super busy dude. You're grinding all the time. And I, I wanted to ask you, like, what got you to this point in your life? Like, what inspired you to get into punk? Like, what, you know, what were some of your inspirations or certain events that may have occurred in your life? Anything. Outcast Outsider, as a teenager, got me into punk rock. Then it got me into drugs. And then they kind of both came full circle. How long have you, you, you've been doing Worm for like over 10 years, right? Next year, we hit 20. Fuck, dude. Gonna do a boat cruise somewhere, booze cruise somewhere around Boston, South Shore, Cape. Our, our goal is to get banned from Nantucket. <laughs> you can tell away from it. I'm gonna pick it up. All right, cool. That's a riot. So, how do you suppose you'll get banned? How do you, how does one get so banned? That's pretty what we easy. Gotta figure out. Pretty easy these days, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So you want to do like a boat cruise, huh? Yeah, that's what we're going to do for the 20th anniversary. Maybe a tour. Hit the West Coast. We haven't been out that way. Yeah, you've been all over the East Coast. Yeah, the farthest west we've been is Vegas. No shit. Oh, I've never been to Vegas. Vegas was fun. 
I've been to more places outside of the country than I have been in the country. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been outside. We were gonna we were gonna do a tour through Canada, right before COVID hit, mm. and we were getting played up in Toronto and in the Quebec area. So I had we we're gonna loop up through Vermont into Canada, Quebec, Toronto, Ontario, and then loop back down in Detroit. But yeah. The thing. world changed. <sighs> Unfortunately, the people didn't, though. Yeah, uh, dude. Well, it's good that you guys stuck it out, man. I saw a lot of bands. Uh, I saw a lot of bands actually stick COVID out, which is awesome. But I saw a lot of bands kind of like fall apart, too. Yeah. You know. And I mean, that happened with a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. Bands, relationships, you know, when you're stuck, with, stuck in a house with someone for a year. Mm. You find out if you really like them or not. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I really liked my roommate. We had a baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then Shout out Kelly, my wife. <laughs> and then maybe may I point out that Teenage Bottle Rocket, as far as I know, was the first band to mandate vaccinations. Really? At their uh, show, yeah. Interesting. I think it was down in Louisiana. I could be wrong. Down there, huh? Yeah. yeah I see that as being tough to go over down there. Wow, yeah, right, totally, man. But did you not not to get like too political? But did you end up like vaccinating or worried about it or? Nope, nope, not nah, me neither. And I don't, you know, this like I have a lot of friends that got the vaccine, and not I don't know anybody that's kept up with the boosters though. But I, uh, yeah, we avoided that too. There were a lot of shows you couldn't even go to unless you had it or at least proof that you, you know didn't test fucking positive or whatever i don't know to each his own i, I know some people like you know yeah we're not bashing it. anyone no it's fucking cool it yeah, yeah totally totally i mean people have like comorbidities and other shit going on with themselves so it's is yeah. what it is but i didn't want to put that shit in my body <laughs> but it wouldn't you it's safe and effective yeah of course right right <laughs> yeah I, I think it's interesting just the, the when there's money involved, everything's safe and effective. Yeah, well put, <laughs> well put, man. Safe and effective for who? I, I do ask a question. And People I'm, making money. Ah, ah yeah, yeah. I, I do ask a question though. Like, Although I don't understand it with abortion though, because they make money off of that. Yeah, they make a killing well, off of it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> at face value, the big picture of that would I would think that it was just division. Yeah. Just something to fucking get the people to bitch about. Yeah, the timing of it, too, is kind of strange. If they, if it's anything they don't want, it's an empowered people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that is a divisive topic. It really it's is. United shit, empowered people, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I think that is a, quite an insane thing to take away a woman's right to choose. Whatever. I'm not a woman. I agree. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and just like that trap show you were just talking about, fucking, you know, you're not doing shows like that, are you? Where like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking bouncing their Trump guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, that doesn't happen in fucking. Pop I'm not pop. a fan of Trump. Yeah. Uh, trapped or Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't fucking happen in punk rock and fucking. Oh, it did. It did during COVID. It I was did. Surprised oh, shit, the hard, punk and hardcore community lean so. <sighs> yeah. Everyone has their own choice. So you do whatever you want, but when True. you start crucifying other people for not doing the same thing, 
Yeah, aren't we supposed to? Aren't people supposed to like crucify the establishment, like not each <laughs> That's other? What I thought, you know, <laughs> dude, that yeah, that is really interesting how that happened. I, I did notice a lot of people like actually take a side with, and both sides are fucked up. Like it's two wings on the same bird, you know. It's all fucked up. I don't know. It's a two-party dictatorship. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, uh, I won't name names, obviously, but I was pretty surprised by some friends and choices, and I don't hate on them for it. It's when they turned politics into the same concept of religion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they sell that shit. <laughs> well, if you're going out to vote, do it responsibly. How do you do that? Fucking independent or some shit. I don't know. Okay. I thought you meant like don't drink and drive or something. <laughs> I don't know. Go responsibly vote. No, everybody Go vote for irresponsible. Go responsibly vote for irresponsible people. We live in an Uber age. They'll probably fucking come out with something where they're like, if you haven't voted yet, Uber will come fucking pick you up and bring you to this bitch. They were doing something like that as an incentive with the vaccine. They uh. were they were Ubering people to get the vaccine and offering them. I forget what they were offering them, but they were like, yeah, well. The Uber will be taken care of. You'll get your vaccine and, like, a pizza or something. Like, I, I could be butchering that, but there was some kind of incentive there. Cunts. Uh, yeah. You, fucking, you get in the backseat and the driver's like, I got you. Here's your pizza. <laughs> That's got to bother That just make though, things even more fishy, you know? It, exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, they're really pushing to get this thing into your body. Like, that's got to raise some fucking antennas, no? <laughs> and you know who's exempt? Oh. Government officials. The, the people putting the bird on <laughs> Yeah, man. Remember when Nancy Pelosi got, like, fucking busted for uh, getting her hair cut at the salon that was supposed to be closed and no one could go in there? And she's in there maskless getting her hair cut. And then there was Government Baker. Uh, government, yeah. Governor Baker in uh, Boston. Charlie. Going to that fucking wedding, like, in no mask, like, partying Rules it for up. the not for me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what it's dude. all about, folks. Totally. Crazy totally. how he changed his view and got lenient mm. with all the restrictions once he realized he wasn't going to Washington, <laughs> that they were taking Walsh instead. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. Exactly. That's a fucking trip. So what was, what was the show with Lee Ving, right? Like, how was, how was playing oh, Lee with was Lee was a really nice person. Yeah? Hung out with him backstage for a little while. Was a little starstruck. Mm. Fair played an awesome set. Do you, know how, do you know how old he is before I look it up? Uh, he's early 70s. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be like 71. Jesus. Wow. It was Yeah, it was an amazing night. We did a six, set. seven song game green set at the end of the worm set with Chris Doherty. Mm. Crowd went nuts. It was Chris's first first time on stage. And it was actually his fourth fourth year anniversary of his uh, the stroke he had four years ago. Wow. For the crowd that doesn't know gray and green, they're fucking one of the building bricks of fucking Boston punk hardcore shit. Yeah. And you should really look into them, mm-hmm. especially if you love beer. <laughs> beer is good. Beer is good. <laughs> Man, I, is it that place and you were Beer is good. Sorry. Yeah. Have a beer with fear. Yeah. Have a beer with fear. <laughs> That'd be a perfect t-shirt. <laughs> that would be a good like name for a little vid doc of that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Have a beer with having a beer with fear. Hell yeah, man! That that place sold out, right? Yeah, it sold out Friday night, last Friday night. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. How many? How what's the capacity there? Do you know? 
I always thought it was a thousand, but I don't know. Between that and seven, eight hundred people, mm. somewhere in that number. That's fucking wild, man. I know the upstairs holds one eighty, so. How do you feel about playing in front of big crowds versus like small crowds? Is there a difference to you? Does any of it bother you in any way? Or? Uh, it doesn't bother me. It's different when you do the show like that, and then you go back to mm. playing a regular show at a small small club to a small crowd. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, the energy off of a fucking big crowd. The energy, is, Yeah, the energy is di- a little bit different. Sure, sure. Yeah. I uh, I used to get nervous with like smaller like more intimate crowds, you know. But like I mean, when you do it enough, you don't really that goes away and you just get used to it. But it's not like riding a bike, you know what I mean? Like you got to keep doing it. <laughs> At least in my experience. I mean, some small shows are good too. You can get a better energy because it all make depends all, on the people. Yeah, you, definitely. You, you can make them all move, man. If you got a big crowd, it's kind of hard to make them all. For sure, yeah, for sure. Playing in like a small sweaty club where people are packed in is fucking awesome. Like that's amazing. Or if basements and house parties too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And even if there's like twenty people there, if they're like really into it, it's fucking intense. That's a great. That's a great time. Packed basement with fifty people. All those people are there mm. to see the bands. I saw Pinkerton. Whereas a club, people show. are there. There's bands to see, but there's also alcohol too. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. I saw a Pinkerton Thug show that way, and uh, your cousin poured us a beer, poured a beer on Ricky Stock's head. We really? Had, we had to leave. <laughs> what a dick! But we saw the set. <laughs> that's a blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. Pinkerton Thugs. Are they are they still doing their thing? I don't know. They, they could do be. reunions every once in a while. This was ten years ago, at least. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, someone brought them up recently. It might have been for a reunion. I don't know, though. Oh, you know what it was? James sent me, a, like, a Pinkerton Thug song, and I'm like, what? And, and, then, <laughs> all these, and then all these kids were, um, you know, chasing your cousin out, and, like, you know. Kinda, kinda, <laughs> chasing Ryan out? No, Chris. And um, Oh, what? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so they, they're all kind of, I'm pulling, like, because they're my friends, too, that are beating him up. And I'm, like, pulling my friends off of Chris. I remember that. I wasn't there. I remember that, though. He fucking... Chris gets up, and he just fucking squared my jaw. The, oh, old, the nearest person he could hit happened he, to be me. Really? Yeah. He can hit, too. He used to box. And then we, and then we walked to Ryan's house in Boston. <laughs> oh, that sucks, though. That would have been a really good fucking time, man. It was. Shit. I saw the whole set. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Why did he pour a beer on Ricky's head, of all people? <laughs> Alcohol does a number of things. Yeah, it does funny things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually messaged Ricky a couple weeks ago about coming on the show, but he didn't respond. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. He's a local comedian. Yeah, he's a riot. Musician. And, yeah. yeah. But enough about him. What's up with Mike? <laughs> I got a show coming up November 19th. Uh, it's a memorial benefit show for... Linear and Coleman from Bad Movies, who passed away April of 2021. We did one last year. We raised 2400 for the charities that their family set up. Very nice. That's awesome. Well, that's nice. I'm hoping to do the same this year. Got to get the lineup of bands. Nice, man. How about 2023? Uh, Any big plans ahead? Any, uh, you know, releases? Yeah, we might do a release. Yeah. Um, 
a 20th anniversary tour, maybe a booze cruise next summer. 20 years of worm. 20 years of worm, yeah. That's wild, man. The 20 year worm. Where did you guys start? Oh, shit. I think we started when we were 17. Were you in Hanson at the Priority Music in Hanson? We've been, yeah, we were in there, I think 2006, 2009. And then we moved to Whitman. And we started in 2003. It's just a garage band. Mm. Trying to get on local shows. Got banned from a couple. <laughs> That's funny, man. I I think we played... Well, we played a couple of shows together. One of the good... Like, one of the more memorable ones when we played... Um, what is it, Soto? Is it Soto in Salem? Oh, Kodo. Kodo. Yeah, yeah Kodo yeah. is a cool club. Yeah, I like that place, man. I want to go back there. I haven't been back there since, but that was a good time. I think you guys played The Woods, Marco and the Bruisers. Yeah, that was. I remember that show. That was a good show. Mm. Good turnout. Yeah, definitely. Good vibes, man. A couple cool. C-Note shows. C-Note, yep. Yeah. Wasn't there a place out west, too? Um. This is like Ralph's Diner in Worcester. Yeah, Ralph's in Worcester. Yeah. I'm sure there's a couple of other places. But that's like the spot. I've Pins. never, been, I've never, been, I've never been to Pins. You never been there? No. There, that's a good time. That's a good time, man. They, uh, the sound guy does a really good job there. And there's so much. It would be amazing to fucking pack that place in. Like, I want to see that whole floor just crowded. <laughs> And they packed it in there when Buck Cherry played. <laughs> yeah. All the one hit wonder bands. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Buck Cherry crowd. Yeah. Mm. They have some kind of mass ties. Their drummer used to like, or is, I think it's a drummer used to, he learned at Horgan and Whitman. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was a drummer. It's one of the members anyway. I don't fucking know. I just fucking butcher things. <laughs> Much like news, new, well, Old school, new metal, mainstream bands do. Sure. Botching things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Do you like pins? Do you like playing there? It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's a bowling alley. You it figure is a, it'd be kind of... Yeah, you know, play a bowling hard, alley in an arcade. Play a hardcore show, just have a fucking ball run through. I don't think they didn't, they'd allow that. Yeah. I don't think those balls will leave in the lane. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, getting banned at places gets you street cred. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's true, man. I remember Vaginal Blood Fart getting banned from places back in the day. Yeah. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. man. Mm. R.I.P. Ryan Frazier. <laughs> yeah. They were our anal cunt. Yeah, right. Yep. Pretty much. We spent an episode reading song titles. From old anal cunt and just defending just them, ridiculous. <laughs> Set putting them. Yeah, yeah. We're just going down a list of the names and just defending them. <laughs> like if anybody took sound clips of me, they would have fucking like dirt. <laughs> they would have some shit on me. But then if anybody has any shit on me, I'll, I'll be just be like, look, I was reading anal cunt lyrics. Dude, they would have had shit on all of us. Like that was with Rob Carroll of Rocket Gods. We were all fucking pissing our pants. Like every title, no yeah. matter how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're jokes. It's just jokes. <laughs> Grindcore from the North Shore. Yeah, oh, man. Man. Yeah, when did he die? He died, right? He's dead. Yeah, 
think yeah. he died in the early 2000s. Mm. Was that like health or did he take his life? Was that like a health thing? I feel like it was a health thing. Uh, maybe. I, thought I don't know. An overdose. Yeah, could have been that too. I feel like it was something to do with health. He could have fucking topped himself. I don't know. He could have topped himself. Top the drummer or something died too recently. Years ago, oh, really? Like an escalator at Carlos's place. What? Oh, that. holy shit, really? Yeah, whoa, dude, that was fucked up. What the escalator was like eating people, and like people were crashing into each other. Is that what happened? He was eaten by an escalator. I'm not positive on that, but <laughs> that sounds like an anal con song. Yeah, I know it does. <laughs> eaten by an escalator. Well, sounds right, like a concept man. album. Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what bands were you into that, like, you know, they, what bands were you into that inspired you or influences? Oh, when I got into punk, Showcase Showdown, Toxic oh, wow. Narcotic, <laughs> yeah. Darkbuster, Entropy, mm. um, Zippo Rage, Johnny Earthquake. It was just the bands I saw around the South Shore at churches or the trouble Cafe halls. Mio. The tr- trouble I didn't get into later. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're playing, I think, in a couple weeks. Are they? They're doing two shows in New That's York and Boston. That's awesome. Yeah. They were the first show I ever went. Well, other than Backyard. Early shows. drop kicks. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Dude. We're Smells just... like Cafe Mio. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that a couple weeks ago. Like, other than a Backyard show, the first show I went to was... The Troubles, like, second-to-last show. And, oh, like, no shit. Yeah, and, and Dropkicks, and I didn't know Al Bar. Like, I, I like Al Bar and the Bruisers. He does this thing in Dropkicks, but, like, I, I love their old singer, Mike. And that's what I was expecting to see when I went there. But so that it must have been one of Al's first shows. Though. It was, yeah, it was. And uh, But he fought, it might have even been his first show. I could be wrong about that, but that might have been his first show. But he brought it, man. I mean, they it was great, but the Trouble, like, they fucking kind of changed to me as a kid watching them play live. Gibby is like a front man, man. Like, dude is born to be a front man. <laughs> that was a wild fucking show. Packed, packed. Everything was packed back then. Yeah, yeah they, all these bands would come down to South Shore. Like, playing 77s played down here a lot, and they're from New Jersey. Mm. Yeah, man. I feel like there is like a there is a resurgence coming back right now though. I, I feel like uh, and so many of the Boston bands were from the South Shore. Jerry's Kids, Gang Green, they were from Braintree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our drummer's dad was like friends with all those dudes too. And uh, we got to have him on here too. It's fun to fucking listen to his stories of growing up and whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of talent comes from where we're at. Yeah, definitely. South Shore represent. Fuck yeah. yeah, man. Fuck yeah. It's uh understated. <laughs> you know? It's weird, dude. Getting expensive. Yeah, getting expensive. Yeah, yeah everyone's moving down here. Where are you guys practicing at these days? We're out in Brockton. We were in Taunton before we moved to Bro- moved back to Brockton. Mm. Last year, I think. Right on. were you at the what what's that place in Taunton? Is it the place where everybody has a room over there? Yeah, it's the place that just burned down maybe like six months ago. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, that kind of... Yeah, it's not the nice one. The nice one 
is on the other side of town, and I think that's got like the keyless entry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that place is famous for their keyless entry. Yeah. <laughs> Every band I know that has a room there is like keyless entry, dude. <laughs> and then they had Club De Nero. I remember playing that back in 2005. And that was set up kind of like Priority, where they had a stage. They had rooms. Mm. Like Priority Black- and Hanson used to be. Blackbird yeah. and Hanson used to evolve. Blackbird's Brockton. Yeah, that evolved into Fobs, didn't it? And now it's Apartments. Is it? Is Blackbird and Brockton? I don't, is it? By the T-Station? Yeah. Think so. uh, probably. Yeah. Or Death Before Dishonor used to breakfast. Yeah, man. Like uh, the Cutthroat guys oh, the used South to Shore practice band. there. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Cutthroat and them used to practice there, too. I know before they were Cutthroat, they used to practice. I think Cutthroat practiced there, too. Those were pretty nice rooms. They were. They were big. Nice high ceilings. Um, But it was like this. A lot of fucking echo. Unless you fucking padded it up. Yeah. Um, Got a rug down, big carpet. Make, <sighs> makes you better when you play live at a good club that knows how to do sound. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Fucking, what did I? I had a room with like a f- affiliated and like COA and another band when I was I don't know back in like '05 in Brockton. It was just an abandoned warehouse, and we used to play in that. <laughs> we oh, had our shit sure. there and everything, dude. That place. Back when Romans was open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. I don't even know what happened to that place. Is that a thing? Romans? Yeah. Not closed a long time ago. Is it anything now? I have no idea. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I knew they closed for a little bit, I, but, you know, I suppose there would be shows there if there could be. <laughs> but yeah, those are some wild times. That was a good, that was a good era right there. That was like the second wave of like Brockton and Boston hardcore. That was pretty wild. I think I saw Darkbuster there once. That's the only show I think I went to there. Mm. But I remember hearing from other, because I was more in, I was more into punk than hardcore then. Mm. But I remember hearing from my hardcore friends that those shows were crazy and a good time. And I yeah. Darkbuster eventually played there. I went to a show. And it was crazy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I bet, dude. Yeah, but that place like I, I, it, at times it would feel like the fucking floor was gonna like cave in. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty off the hook. So what do you got? Uh, you might have already mentioned that, but you got some shows coming up like soon? Yeah, November 19th, we're doing a benefit at the C-Note. Uh, there's like nine bands on the bill. We're doing a 12-song Gang Green set with Chris Doherty. And then November 25th, we're playing down in Providence with Shree at Alchemy. Yeah. And then I think January 15th, Point Blank from New York City is coming up and we're playing the midway with them that's all I got booked that's awesome man I think that weekend we might do a run <coughs> Vermont Maine has Tree been like active have they been just doing it still uh, they just got back together it's it's Dave and some new members I think the last time we got to play with them the original Tree they reunited for Chris Doherty's benefit at the paradise and three years ago, four years ago, almost. Wow. That's awesome. That's the last time they played. They played up in Maine on Friday. That was their first show back. No shit. That'll be a crazy show. I bet. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, man. Fuck. 
So, what else is news? We did it. We did two <laughs> tours this past year. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Skaters Edge one right yeah, now. Yeah, we did that last that. winter. That's pretty we went rad. through the Midwest, down to the south. Yeah, I meant to ask you about that. looped up the coast. Yeah, so where, where did that start? Where did it end? Like, I was going to ask you we about that. We started in Marshfield. We ended in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Nice. Any any overall takeaways from the venues or anything about the tour? Uh, D- Detroit, we played. That was the coldest show. <laughs> it was so cold in Detroit, and it was snowing. It was Super Bowl Sunday, and then the next show we went to Tennessee, and it was like sixty degrees. Wow! Did they watch the Super Bowl in Detroit? Because like I'm pretty sure they've never even been to the Super Bowl. There. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, w- what kind of club was that? Columbus. In? We played the Stoop. That place was awesome. Great uh, crowd. Nice. Uh, we played in Buffalo. That was a good show. A lot of is there like a good scenes in all these different places? Yeah, for Upstate the, for the most part, down. like some Nashville. We played down there. That wasn't on a, on a Tuesday night. That wasn't really a good crowd. It was a Tuesday night. No shit. But I guess Nashville is a tough tough place to play unless you're. a well-known band uh, okay yeah atlanta was fun we played a a house in atlanta good crowd for a wednesday um and then harrisburg was an awesome show and virginia was an awesome show were you did you tour with all different bands or we started the tour and then the last leg the last four shows we uh, brought Witch's Tears, which is a uh, doom band signed to my label, Reckless. Yeah, okay. So we took them for the last leg as our opener to get them some exposure. But yeah, pretty much us. We went out. They're pretty fucking rad, man. They're That's a rad band. Ten shows in 12 days. Nice. Fucking all you guys in one van. Fucking stinking yep. up the joint. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Fun stuff, man. I used to rent U-Haul vans for this all the time. Now we have a van with actual seats. Nice. So it's a little bit more comfortable. Hell yeah. Provided by our talented drummer, Josh. Fucking shout out, Josh. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It is awesome when you get to have your own van and just get your sleep. You got to get your rest. (laughs) Oh, it's tough to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure, man. I trained myself to be able to fall asleep at, like, any given time. Yeah, pretty <laughs> any given time or anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could definitely fall asleep full of, like, a van full of guys blasting music and being loud. Blasting loads. I'll sleep like or, a baby. Or a bathtub. Yeah. Someone's kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> definitely, man. So you, uh, yeah, you, you run your own record label, too. Yeah, I got Wearing Bad Movies, which is Tears, signed... Uh, I put out a comp in early 2021 for the C note to raise. We raised seven eight hundred bucks for them while they were closed during COVID. Keep them going, dude. You might be the reason why they stayed open. Yeah, man. thank you. Yeah, dude. I'm, everybody appreciates that. Yeah, what, that's what right. a lot of people forget when all that shit was closed. People still had to pay the bills. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of places had can't to pay sh- the bill if you if you ain't bringing in any money. And a lot of places had to stay closed because of we lost. We, yeah, we lost a lot of clubs. O'Brien's. Um, Did O'Bri- I thought O'Brien's? Survived. I thought that reopened. Great too. Scott. Great Scott. Great reopened. Scott. We lost. Right. 
O'Brien's reopened. Great Scott closed. Remain closed. Mm. Friggin' Hob is always open. House of Balloons. Go yeah. figure. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course. The fucking corporate places. Yikes. Yeah, they got money. Yeah, they do. I've seen some good shows at the House of Blues, but I, I overall don't like... I just don't like the setup there. But one of the loudest shows I ever saw was there. It was like Rise Against and Strung Out and Poison the Well. Jesus. Dude, it was... <laughs> go to Axis and Avalon before the House of Blues. Yeah. Those were good shows. Those were good. Yeah, that was a good time. For sure. Did you ever go to 80s night? <laughs> go to uh, TT's closed too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, that wasn't due to COVID. They just became Sonya. Yeah. The Middle East bought them out. Oh, it's something new now. Yeah, it's called Sonya Middle East. Okay. Is it? All right. Ah. It's pretty much the, they switched the stage around from what TT's was. It's the opposite side now. I see. What was? Uh, did they still do shows at Mass Art? Oh man! Wow, remember going there for shows? Like those were awesome shows. I should man. look that up, man. That was a good time. It's probably been fifteen years, I'd say. Yeah. So they probably don't do it anymore then. <laughs> Not that I know of. No. <laughs> Is it one word? Yeah. Mass art? I have no idea. <sighs> that was some fucking fun times there too, though. Smack and Isaiah was playing before there were uh, a Wilhelm scream. Oh wow. Yeah, we used to play. I used to play shows with them a lot. I fucking, I love that first CD, The Benefits of Thinking Out Loud. I still think that's their best CD. I know many people would disagree with me on that, but it's a dope album. They're still doing their thing too. I'm waiting for a Ducky Boys reunion. Yeah. Oh no shit. Fuck that's yeah. Cool. Did they? So they didn't play in the last year or so. No. No, uh, it's been a while, I want to say. At least six, five, six years. Shit. Oh, shit. They got to do something. I wouldn't doubt that. And before that, it was a while, too. You should fucking contact them, dude. Make it happen. Oh, I think Mark Lind had another band for a while. Pre-COVID. I don't, I don't think they're playing anymore. But he's had, he has like five or six bands, so it kind of alternates out. Right on. Ducky Boys was the best, though. Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> fucking a. So how do you how do you like running a, a record label, dude? <laughs> you're a busy, dude. Like you're, you 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 post all the time. You put up a lot of content. I don't go on all the time, but when I do, I see the shit that you, you put up. Yeah. And uh, and I see you constantly pumping <coughs> out like you know, just information about different shows and pushing Reckless and. Keep things relevant, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure. I, how many? So, so like when you, someone like you goes on every once in a while, there's something there that's new that they might see. Yeah, you could keep everything fresh or as fresh as possible. Dude, you're one of the hardest working people in the scene right now. That's what I've noticed. Thank you. Yeah, a thousand percent, man. Appreciate it. Fucking hey, dude. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I'm glad you. I wish it was it. someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, so do you like? I, that's got to eat up a ton of your time, but you just you, you do it. Just grind and go. Well, you love it, man. Yeah. You live on your passion, man, and that's very clear, and it's very it's very admirable. It's cool. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. 
Yeah, no, definitely, dude. Definitely. You definitely need to put the work in because it's expensive to tour now. Oh my god. Yeah. It's why do you guys do you guys break even at least? Yeah, even after COVID was different than booking tours before. Clubs get nervous because you could cancel at any second. Someone gets sick. Mm. Follow all that. It's tough to get guarantees. Yeah. I mean, it was always tough to get guarantees, but it was even more tougher. My goal, if I was to do that, I would just want to at least break even. Like, do you break even? Can I ask? Last couple times, yeah. Good. That's good. I think as you do it more, you uh, you break even and start to make something back. Sure. But you got to have the time to go out that much. Yeah. When everyone's working regular jobs, it's Mm. tougher. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. I guess the people that are really dedicated just do it and go on the road for months at a time, and that's how they make their name for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And like you said off air. That's a big sacrifice. Yeah, definitely. And like you said off air, as you get older, it gets harder. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's just a fact of life right there, man. That's why I respect the shit out of you and, and other dudes doing what they're doing right now because it's not fucking easy. <laughs> but it's all passion. That's, yeah. Passion driven. Yeah, definitely. You do it because you love it. You have to do it because you love it, right? I mean, insanity derived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well put, man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a good one. Fucking 38 years old and still playing and doing whatever, but you do it at this point. You've always. The thing about people that are still doing it now, it's because they just love doing it. You know? Lifers. Yeah, lifers, exactly. I've seen a lot of people try to, like, form bands to get signed. Like, people go in with that kind of mentality, and it's like. There's people that start a band and automatically get signed, you know? That's true, too. They usually don't last very long, but... Yeah, they burn out, man. They need... Well, now you gotta go well, at isn't it. Isn't it better to burn out than fade away? I don't know. <laughs> Wait. That is the question. <laughs> that Did, is the question. Didn't that motherfucker <laughs> turn on us? Because I just of... rather burn out as fucking ended. <laughs> what were you saying? That was Neil Young, right? Yeah, I think Kurt Cobain quoted that, too. Or they, were, they got, like, affiliated with Kurt's suicide, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think so. I remember seeing that on lighters and shit. <laughs> but it is a nearly, it's from nearly It is Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Keep on rocking in the He free didn't turn world. on anyone. He just didn't want to take part in something that everyone else was doing. Yeah. That's yeah. always been Neil Young. Totally, totally. That's true. For sure. Yeah, that was pretty true to him. You got to have guts to do that when you're an artist like that. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. It uh, you get a lot of hate going after the establishment now, which is fucking ironic, because like you know, I feel like everyone recognized the establishment as like the the crooked enemy for a long time. Yeah, but Neil Young <laughs> pulled his shit off because Joe Rogan said horse dewormer. <laughs> yeah, I, I there was probably more to it too, but even still though, to like you know, I mean Joe Rogan's got like the biggest podcast in the world, and for like. For him to do what he did, that takes balls. It definitely takes balls. I mean, I disagree with the whole horse dewormer fucking thing, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, people be just fucking taking random shit. I don't know. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this fucking works. I know. They really were trying to, like, push people away from taking ivermectin. 
fucking CNN like selling it as horse dewormer and like that that dude everything in the past couple of years through this whole COVID thing is really highlighted how fucked up the mainstream media is whether it's how like fucked up everything well, is how everything the people is. in charge yeah definitely. the hospital exactly. what is more fucked up is that the people continue to accept it the hospital <laughs> yeah, exactly. no change yeah the hospitals literally got incentive in the form of money to yeah. fucking it's the same catchphrase for voting works every time why change it <laughs> yeah yeah trust the science too that's another thing <laughs> another vote for the lesser of two evils well you're still voting for evil so you still lose right right well you're yeah. gonna lose anyway so you might as well vote like Ugh. why <laughs> yeah it's true man <laughs> why do anything nothing is going to change unless you do something different to make it change we've never had a candidate that i wanted to vote for in my life there was Obama's first term when he was I, I remember seeing him on like a late night show and I was like, okay, all right, I, I might go for this dude. But it, it didn't take long before like it was like, nope, you're everyone else. You are just everyone else, dude. And like he, he ran on change and changed to nothing and the war he effort just drone continued. St- drone striked families. Yeah, he had more yeah, he killed more innocent people than Bush and fucking Bush. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and people on people on the the people out there. Every are president like, gets worse than the Yeah. The successor is always worse than they the They fucking do. Yeah, they do, man. But that it's was the been one that time way since the sixties. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was the one time I kind of felt optimistic, though, when, when he was, like, an, like announcing his candidacy. It was like, okay, all right. Because he was running on some cool shit, but who the fuck doesn't, right? I mean... Him and Michael. As a stereotype for the people they put to run, you have to fit a certain stereotype for them to make you popular for to sure. get that vote. You got to yeah. go through the shame and ritual and the gangbang you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we won't get into that. So. <laughs> Him and Michael Obama. <laughs> yeah, all that whole conspiracy theory. Cons- you could see a cock wagon in her dress. In oh, on the Ellen ass. show? Dude, yeah. that's hard to argue. Yeah. Like, that's hard to argue against. There is something swinging in her pants. <laughs> there really is. I don't know, man. <laughs> say just like, I'm going to wear my dick out to troll Ellen. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it can't just be that. Dude, I wouldn't give a fuck if she was like they you know. push for trans rights, and I'm not bashing sure, on trans but people. But if you're gonna push for trans rights, if you are, if you are like born a, a male, then fucking talk about it. Like talk about it. Don't hide it. Talk Mad, about it. Yeah, but the fucking first lady of the I'm United all about trans States. Rights, but talk about it. Was that? Do you think they're just gonna come out with the first lady being a fucking? You know, oh, yeah, well, guess what? Well, of course not. No, I mean, they don't worry. You know, they're more worried about, like, you know, voters and shit and whatever. I just want transparency, man. Like, we don't have that and never have. Never have. And we've been at you war. Never will. No, we The prob- moon yeah. landing. Dude, ever since we were kids, we've been at war since we were alive. War makes a lot of money. It, yeah. yeah, it's so, it's profitable, exactly. They make a killing off it while the fucking country struggles, man. Well, it's the uh, central bank. Yeah. It's yeah, the whole central banking thing is just all... They control up. the left and the right. Yeah. And, and the you media. End, and the yeah, media. And, the media, and yeah. you end up having, yeah. you know, to vote for the left or the right and the media watching yeah. and making you vote. Yeah. And it's all the banks. Oh, they love it, dude. They fucking jerk off at, like, election Brought time. to you by <laughs> the fucking pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. 
Dude, the amount of pharmaceutical commercials that are on. I, I, I'm a, all right. I'll admit this. I'm a TV junkie. Um, cable's on in your background. I fucking grew up without cable. I lived in the middle of the woods and like I was so separated from everything. So like I would go over to my friend's house to watch like Beavis and Butthead or MTV or whatever the fuck, you know? But yeah, like I, it's, it's always on in my house and it's, it's funny because, uh, I am like adamantly against like everything that's on my fucking television. I just walk around bitching about everything, which is just fucking useless. <laughs> But, like, you see it. You just – part of the reason why I keep it on is because it's a reminder of, like, how much control <laughs> these fucking people have over every fucking thing. And the media and, and, you know, all the shit on mainstream television is pretty much, like, controlled by the Pentagon. Like, the Pentagon controls all the media. And it's uh, – it's just that's what they do. They fucking twist your brain, and then back to these commercials. There's always fucking and 19 side effects at the end of all ton, these. Dude, the, thank Doesn't you. that sound like a dictatorship country? It is. It is, man. It's camouflage dictatorship for sure. And when we watch, and I don't even know how fucking camouflage it is because it's just so blatant now. But yeah, back to the point. Like I, I think it's like 65 or 70 percent of the commercials that are on TV right now are pharmaceutical uh, commercials. 75. Like, yeah, I think it's sixty-five or seventy percent. You could look, you could look that up. That's like your witness, like yeah, that's you witnessing it. No, 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 that's the actual number. Yeah, yeah, yeah look it up, dude. It, it's it's upwards like seventy percent of the commercials you see on daytime television are fucking pharmaceutical. And if there's something fucking wrong with you, then there's something wrong with what you're doing. It's, <laughs> you don't need this fucking medication. Yeah, yeah, they don't give some a people fuck about do. Your health, man. Some people do, but I mean, if you you change your diet. They won't tell That's you to good, change your they diet. Won't you, they won't tell you that. The food pyramid was fucking backwards to begin with. Yeah, even the food pyramid's like all corrupted and shit and just owned by lobbyists, you know? Like sugar companies, man. Like they, they lobbied so much money like into the fucking, you know, media to basically shut down people from talking about this. Or yeah. Whatever. Like, they lobbied a lot of money. Like, sugar companies were responsible for the longest time for just lobbying. Now, were they sugar companies with actual, actual sugar, or was it corn syrup? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because then question. you got corn syrup. We went from fucking politics to corn syrup sure. real quick. But <laughs> Yeah, all over the place. You on any meds? No. no? <laughs> That's good. I probably should be. <laughs> well, do you think there's something fucking wrong with you? There's something wrong with everyone. Okay, I'll take that. I'll buy that. Good answer, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they don't push health. They don't. They don't. They don't like Joe Biden came here and did the moonshot for cancer speech, and all he <laughs> talked about was curing it. He didn't talk about tackling no, the causes. Been talking about curing cancer for what forty years. But the thing is, when you're there's no money in cures. No, but he's putting money in treatment. Yeah, sure. You need to get the causes, buddy. Like, you're pouring millions of dollars into fucking technology that's fucking killing us. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. We're your lab rats. You, well, us and the, the rest of the 90%. Yeah. Yeah. When he got his shot, like the vaccine or whatever, on TV, like, there was a lot of evidence that he didn't really get the shot and that everything around him was like a green screen and he wasn't even where he said he was. I'm not just saying that. Like, if anybody listening like wants to look into that, look into that. Cause, uh, yeah, you you were sold something <laughs> when yeah. he got that. Plus, I mean, oh god, 
our president is falling apart, man. He's like senile. But they all are. They all are. They yeah. just get worse. Yeah. 80, mil- 80 million votes don't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Come on, 80 million votes, dude. The most fucking dude. votes in, el- like, election history. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the government, not the government, the election was legitimate. That's just so we don't get big. Yeah, of course it was, right? Every election is fucking illegitimate. It's true. Yeah, dude. I don't, you know, for the, like, since I was a kid, I always, I used to, like, fight with my parents about this. Because, like, I kind of, like, opposed everything that they stood for. I guess that's, like, the typical thing you do when you're a kid. Yeah. But they were, you know, they were Republicans, and I was, I was the opposite, you know? I never labeled myself a liberal. I was always an independent. But I just disagreed with, like, everything that they would say. And, you know, I, again, I think that's like a natural tendency. My mom set me off to go find the truth because she told me that her religion was the only right one and everybody else was wrong. I, I, well, I was that's like, a, hold on, wait yeah, a minute. Wait like, a minute. Doesn't, doesn't that kind of sound like a political spectrum now? Yeah, yeah. It does. absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, mm. man. But I never understood the, uh, the idea that our government trusts the American people who like 80% of them don't know what the fuck is going on and not even to their fault. Like a lot of the time we don't know what's going on because we're not being told what's really going on. So like our government trusts the American people to elect the best person fit to run the country. Like get the fuck out of it. That doesn't even, I don't even, I wouldn't believe that. No, they give you choices. Yeah, they give you choices. Two, two choices. Right, right. But they sell you and this idea. And they throw a bunch of other people in like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. They all get eliminated. It comes down to the two people that for they state, want you to. Yeah, to for pay. state reps all the way up to the president of the United States. Yeah. And then they're all fucking lobbied on the way. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, inside and then when your guy doesn't win, you have something to complain about and mm. scrutinize other people for. For four like, years. Not sometimes eight. Yeah, sometimes eight. <laughs> Hell Nations oh, when the president asks for four more fucking years. <laughs> yeah, they just keep going. Playing. R.I.P. D.H. from the Dead Kennedys. He passed away. Ah, oh, that's oh, right. Oh man, that's right. Yeah, last week, right? Yeah, man. It's that a crazy sucks. thing. It's a cliche thing to say, but as you get older, you see so many people fucking die. It's wild. It's crazy. They're Our saying, generation, though, we grew up with, uh, we grew up with more people dying than like the Vietnam generation because of like drugs. I, I can believe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in Massachusetts, it did in what eight hundred thousand people in ten years. Yeah, man. At one point, I think it was Weymouth was like the number one, like city in America of like of ODs. And I believe it. Yeah. It exploded around here. Mm. I way to go, war on drugs. Yeah. No shit, man. It's like the war on terror. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's just they're doing what they always do. And then we got out of Afghanistan, and you can't even find dope anymore. It's all fucking fentanyl. You know, you don't hear about actual heroin anymore, do you? No. No, No, it's always fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl. Yeah, definitely. Don't do fentanyl, people. (laughs) But they're doing what they've always done, man. They, like, back in the 80s during the Iran-Contra scandal and with Highway Ricky Ross in L.A. and the crack epidemic and all that shit, like, they, our own CIA, was fucking pushing that into the streets, into minority fucking communities, and it just exploded. Crack cocaine brought to you by Ronald Reagan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, dude. Reaganomics. Yep, yep. Trickle down. It's still not fucking happening. No, dude, no. It's such a joke. It's such a joke. But even before that, like Vietnam, that was all about heroin, too. 
They were Poppies. fucking like Harlem blew up with heroin because of Vietnam. They were shipping that shit over in caskets and even the movie American Gangster with Denzel Washington that tackles that. Right. But of course it's Hollywood, so like you know. Twenty percent. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hollywood spreads some truth with a bunch of lies. Yeah, exactly, man. That and that's like because it makes the story sound better and more dramatic. Absolutely. Like, do you remember that? Because the, the, world the reality is, of how dark and disgusting it really is. But the reality is the yeah, world they create is a stage. Heroes. Yeah, the world, the world is, is a stage. stage. Yeah, man. It's one big gaslight. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I usually shut my phone off. Well, yeah, let's talk about music. Fuck <laughs> it, dude. Sorry, homie. <laughs> Did you know Led Zeppelin used to own Aleister Crowley's house? Yeah. Yeah, that's why... Uh, they say that's why uh, they got cursed. That's why John Bonham, I guess he died in that house. He oh, did, did he? I that's didn't know I heard. No shit. That's why. That's, I that's wild. I, I never heard I that. I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. But that's, that's a really messed up house. Really messed up history. And yeah, that, they that's where a lot Jimmy, of dark shit back then, man. They still do. That's where Jimmy Page got his Zoso thing. His yeah. logo. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Alistair Crowley's an interesting character, man. But he like he, he just grew Crowley. up with a, he well he basically grew up with a ton of money and did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He, he like dictated well, generally what people <laughs> with a ton of money do. Yeah, they have like, behavioral issues and they usually get hooked on drugs. Yeah, that's true. He was a big hand <laughs> in a world war, World War One. Yeah, he was right, mm. right, right at the beginning of that. Uh-oh. This I is think he was born about 20 years, 25 years before World War One. Mike, save us. This is creeping back into politics. I know it. <laughs> well, Mr. God, well, everything does, but fucking... Everybody just loves that fucking Aussie song, and they don't know who they're singing about. What, War Pigs? What? What song? Mr. Crowley. No, Mr. Crowley, Durr. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, man, my it's mind... Rock life, my brain me. splinters, especially when I drink. <laughs> it's a hard rock life, ladies and gentlemen. Is a hard rock life. Remember the, when there were venues down in Plymouth for punk bands to play? Let's yeah. try to get back to that. Well, like Michaels? Michaels? You had Michaels and you had uh, the Guru Room. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Dude, they have a lot of shit going on down in Plymouth. But the Tavern it's not... does shows, but. What's that? The Tavern. Mm. Uh, they, they, started, they started to do shows a few years ago. Yeah, New, New World Tavern? Yeah. Oh. That stage is always good. Sound system's good there. Nice. You guys play there? Yeah, we played the tavern once or twice. We played the guru all the time. They got like a sound guy in those clubs. That's good. Yeah, we gotta set up your band to come in on here. Yeah, we're gonna. You guys are doing live bands. Yeah. Yeah, we release them as like singles. Awesome. Yeah, with video and shit. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna mention that to you earlier. We're like gonna have people perform and an interview in the same, you know, in the same time when we're all hanging out or like interviewing there needs to be more shows like that tj welsh from the welsh boys has something like that and he's been doing that for yeah 12 years and that's like the only one shout used out to be sonic a lot lobotomy more. man yeah sonic lobotomy yeah we we finally made it on there last may we did a show oh TJ. shit that's nice. awesome do the interview and play a set yeah that's cool he's got a cool setup there he does a lot man used to be a lot of that I remember in the 90s, early 2000s, mm. when the internet was making its way into the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring that back, man. Now people don't buy records and CDs anymore. 
So we're gonna get Worm to play in here. Sure. This guy right here, Brian. He he he'll get you a good sound. He'll get you a good recording. Sweet. So, tackling music in 2022, you um, you have it in your head where you used to have fucking sell albums and CDs and cassettes, whatever you could, like making money at the merch table. Yeah, people don't really buy merch that much. We're mm-hmm. on tour very well, but it's tougher now at shows. Before, I remember going to local shows when I was a kid. You, you go with 20, 30 bucks, and yeah. the band that came through, you might not see him again. But Do you ever think about advocating for streaming revenues? Like, I don't revisions? Know. Yeah, I don't know too much of that. No? I'm not, I'm not a technology guy. Same. Well, I'm just saying it's the way they make money nowadays, but, I mean, they don't make money. I, they pay dick. Yeah, unless mean, you're fucking Beyonce. Yeah, sure. Are yeah. you talking about, like, Spotify and... Just any anything. All that shit. Anything. Spotify pays dick. Yeah, I don't that. have any. I'm not in, on any of those. Yeah, what, you, you have a band camp. Yeah, I got a band camp and Reverb Nation. Yeah. But I mean, even Bandcamp, they take a cut. They're all, I mean, they're all corporate. Yeah. Bandcamp's cool. I like Bandcamp. Mm. But I mean, yeah. once your music's on the internet, is there really any point in selling it? Because it's mm. the internet. Someone will, f- if they want your music, they'll find a way to pirate and get it free. You might as well just pirate it to everything. Yeah. Then you get a bigger audience. Everyone's listening to it for free. Yeah, and they come to your show. That, I mean, that's generally how bands always made their money is the live show and touring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Record labels take everything. What do you get? Like two two cents for every CD? Yeah, a lot of the record labels are. I, I know that's a couple. It's always worked, and it's yeah. just moved to the internet. Yeah, a lot of the record labels push out like what they call this the three sixty deal, and that's basically like everything comes back to the label. I know, I know bands that have broken up over that shit gets ugly because they promise you all the stuff and they give it to you they let you you know they put you up in nice hotels you get to eat you get to go you know in some cases if you if you have like a you know a good record label or whatever you they'll get you clothes on tour and all that shit but then you come home you can do all that stuff yourself yeah you can exactly because then you come sponsorships you come home from that tour and then the record label says okay this is what you owe us (laughs) and that's a it's horrible the way they present it but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right. You can do that shit yourself. Like just it's, just, with it's just more work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to make money, there's money to be made. Yeah, there's artists that at are... At least to fuel what you're doing. There's artists that are giving up. Like They have to like stop making music in favor of just making content because that's what people end up fucking watching. Yeah. yeah. They grow an audience on fucking TikTok or something. Dude, yeah. Content is like so much to everybody. I don't do it. I, I we I don't make I don't dude. I'm such a shitty promoter. I don't self promote really, not because I don't know. I just don't do it. <laughs> Too busy writing, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's a different world. It, it is a different world. I see. I see bands that are on top of that shit though, like making content all the time, doing stuff on YouTube that's, and that's, that's the way to get out now. This is content. There's really no radio anymore. Yeah, that's true. What do you wish, if, this is if you're on the radio, you know who's listening. Yeah, exactly, man. Like the best thing to do now is like get on a playlist, I guess. <laughs> oh, we'll start streaming soon. Stream, we'll the streaming, chat. We'll, yeah, yeah, streaming of hiring is the way to yeah. get them to the masses. Where is radio 
used to be the the form. Because mm. once you got people listening and they want to see you, that's when you you can charge them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not worried about charging, but if you want, you can donate to us by subscribing and you just fucking give us four bucks. Four bucks. That's awesome. That goes a long way. But you don't have to. All the content is absolutely free, including the live performances. We won't hate your donations, though. <laughs> Dude, just just a fair warning to like other bands that are like actively trying to get signed to any major label. I mentioned the 360 deal earlier, and I, I mentioned that now. Just be fucking careful, because that's a lot of it's what like the record pizza labels. Deal. Yeah, yeah. The more toppings you get, the more they charge you. But the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the big problem with those things is that they own the percentage of your music, you know? And, uh, yeah. And then you make your money on tour, but then you have to give a lot of money up for even for merch. Like, they take a cut of everything. Fuck, man. That's why DIY, DIY or die. DIY, DIY or die. I love it. I heard about a bill a couple of years ago that is trying to be pushed into Congress. I forget the, the guy who started this. I forget his name, but he had a lot of support, but it's called Fair Pay for Fair Play or Fair Play for Fair Pay, which was supposed to incentivize the record labels or uh, to make, you know, to take care of the bands, put the band first, you know. I don't I don't know what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, that, that does sound familiar. I haven't seen anything about it. I should probably like look into that. Because I know if you have publishing rights and anything that's on the internet that's played, you can go in and get get something for it. Yeah, yeah. You're entitled to a lot of shit, but you have to like go get it yourself. Yeah. Or yeah. produce it yourself. They won't tell yeah. you what you're entitled to. Exactly. Then they'd have to give it to you. Yeah, exactly. Just like rights. They tell you you're free, but you actually have to go get it. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you have to go get your freedom. <laughs> We're sold the illusion of freedom. Yeah. Well, just, just always, I mean, I just look at the rap industry, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're, like, dying every day, all the, like, the mainstream ones. Yeah, there was a guy. I don't even know any more current mainstream rappers. But for the past 20 underground years. Underground rap is still... Yeah. yeah. It's the same with punk and hardcore. Yeah. All, all the underground shit's always better than what's what's floating at the top of the surface. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. true. Yeah, the underground hip hop scene always has something to offer. That's for sure. We just had a uh, we just had Tommy Nichols on here like a month ago. He's a he's a rapper out of Brockton. And uh he's a fucking really good rapper out of Brockton. And um He's starting to play a lot of shows and shit and do his thing. But there are there are a ton of good underground like hip hop artists. That, I mean, I fuck man. I've I've probably gained much influence from the underground hip hop scene as much as I have the punk scene like growing up. Yeah. A lot of good writers, a lot of good just the lyricists and all that shit. I don't know. You're you're into the underground hip hop scene. Who who who's like around now that you dig? Can you think of any really Slane. Yeah. Yeah. Boston, right? Another Boston guy. He's in a lot of movies too. Yeah, he's a busy guy. I remember when he was coming up. Like, uh, uh, there was Cage. Um, have you ever listened to Cage? No. He's he's sick. He's uh, he actually like came up around that same time, a little earlier, like around Eminem's time. Actually, they came up in like the same area of Detroit, and uh, they had I don't know, like an underground rap. With ICP and Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole area. Yeah. 
but uh, I got into like Cage and Atmosphere and Sage Francis from Rhode Island. He's a talented lyricist. But yeah. What is a triple O? Let me think for a second. Oh, he gets butt naked. I can't remember the rest of it. Dude, they have some funny shit, man. They do. Yeah, they really do. They're clever dudes, too. They're fucking, they grind. They made a lot of money. They started their own label. They did themselves. Yeah, man, exactly. Now they're terrorists. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. One's Guy Fieri. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a riot. They have a festival. The Gathering. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a friend that Aaron, Aaron used to go there. Yeah, shout out Aaron. We love you, buddy. Glad yeah. you made it. Glad you know, you made you know it you're out. a terrorist when the biggest terrorist organization tells you you're a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah. They, but they, yeah, they, they are uh, like marketing geniuses, man. Yes. Yeah. Fucking it. And they give it to the kids. Yeah. Or like they're fucking, you know, they put their kids through college and shit. Yeah. Because generational wealth is being taken away from everyone. Slowly <laughs> and surely. I never had that. There's a reason. (laughs) Yeah, it's all kept in one area. What else is that? They have uh, Twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they did like a whole concept thing. Plays you dead homie. Yeah. Scarecrow Hill, the local band, they just did a song with Jamie Madrox from... uh, Yeah, he's on their label. Yeah. Yeah, he's there like... It's like a Juggalo label. Yeah. Hatchet Man. Yeah, something like that. Psychopath and Hatchet Psychopath. Yeah, Psychopathic. Psychopathic. Because they're psychopathic serial killer clowns. That's right. Not killer clowns from out of space. Yeah. Oh, I saw that on TV the other day, and I couldn't watch it. There's a game coming out. fucking time. I love that movie. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's, movie. A, there's a game coming Halloween out now. Halloween time. Yeah, man. God, this is my favorite time of year for like watching just awesome shit that brings me back. And new stuff. There's some pretty good new horror movies out there. I've heard, yeah, I've heard there's been a good amount. For a while, there weren't. No, or there weren't. just remakes, like everything else, but. Yeah, yeah. Movie. I gotta see The Terrifier and The Terrifier That's 2. That's what I've been hearing a lot. I haven't <laughs> seen one or two yet, but I've, I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, man. I heard the first one's awesome. I, yeah, I did not hear about the second one, but. I think the second one just came out. Right, yeah, we had to have, Making right? people puke across America. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, Is that what it says? It's not, it's not that good of a movie, but it's just very gory, I guess. <laughs> good. It just shows, like, raw McDonald's <laughs> and fucking, like... <laughs> <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that's brutal, Brian. <laughs> fucking food worms. Food worms. Mm, yeah. That would be good. Food worms? They eat you from the inside out. Good call. Yeah, there's good there's call, a TV dude. show. There was a cable show called Monsters Inside Me on Animal Planet. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. All about that shit. And it was like, it made you never want to do anything ever again. Because one of these episodes would be like, Susan walked out on the lawn and touched the wrong fucking blade of grass. And her fucking amoeba got in her eyeball and fucking <laughs> rotted her brain. <laughs> Great horror movie. She I'm, in, I'm in. I'm <laughs> in. Fucking bought and sold right there, man. Yeah, it's just people just doing like nothing. Just fucking, yeah. they'll, they'll brush up against something. Well, I mean, they poison our food anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. As I'm fucking uh, scorfing down some gummy 
gummies. Fructose corn syrup. Or I'll suck his gelatin. Dude. Gelatin is made from like everything else you can't eat on the animal. <laughs> <laughs> they, I'm serious. They fucking so let's it. let's market and sell it cheaper than everything else, no, and people will buy it. It's like brilliant. <laughs> no nah, man, you got a cow skeleton. You fucking boil it down or whatever they do, and boom. Mm. Yeah, they scrape the shit off the top, like you know. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I want it. That's like <laughs> that's what this shit is. That's like gelatin. Yeah, no, that's wild. I've heard that. I have heard that before, man. So much shit, dude. There's like phthalates. Like, have you heard any of the shit about phthalates lately? Sounds like dicks. They're just like, uh, they're like a chemical in plastics that like, you notice you're pulling spring bottles are a lot like flimsier now. Yeah. And like, it like pretty much like Snapple started putting their shit in like, you know, plastic, plastic bottles. Yeah, dude. So I forget her name, but she wrote a Everything whole book Everything used to be in glass. This. And then it's. Yeah. Last 30 years, it's. Gradually switched. Yeah, man. Well, went to aluminum. Yep. Yep. Now it's yep. all switched. Totally. So like even like your your baby bottles at home, you know, I got a ton of baby. It's almost at like home. it's planned. Yeah. Right. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. Fucking wild. Like even the baby bottles at home, anything that you like plastic that is made now that you put in your microwave, ninety percent of chance that it has phthalates in it. Wow. Yeah, phthalates like um. It affects your testosterone if you're a male. It affects your fucking um. Fucking if you're a female, it affects your uh, estrogen. Estrogen. So Thank it's, horm- you. it's a hormonal blocker. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That well, makes they're, sense. they're pushing hormone blockers anyway. Dude, so. I can't think of the lady's name. She just put out a whole book about it population a couple of years ago. Control. Yeah, exactly, dude. There's so much shit that points to population control. Them. There's too many people for them to herd, so they gotta cut the herd down. Yeah, they gotta thin the herd, bro. <laughs> for sure, man. Dude, you know what? You're one of the first people I saw like years ago posting shit about like Agenda 21 population control and stuff. It's here. Yeah, yeah it's here, man. It, it was. It's been here. I said it at the beginning of COVID. Now all those people that argued with me are starting to see. It's yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. It's fucking wild. Sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, that's a thing now. That's a thing now. Yeah. Sad. Just die. Sad. You just die. Yeah. You're, you're just an adult and you die. <laughs> Dude. Oh, fucking dead. Oh, it's sads. <laughs> Hmm. With the timing of everything, like all these people dropping dead from like myocarditis and shit, and there's like nobody, nobody wants to ask the question, you know, like does does it have anything to do with the vaccine? I don't know. Speaking of <laughs> in music news, Patrick Haggerty, trailblazing gay country star, dies at seventy eight. Who's I don't know him. No, oh, Godspeed. Yeah, I don't know. I like old country though. It's not sads if you're old, right? They don't have elderly adults. Well, if it's sudden, sudden death. If it's sudden, yeah, but old people di- old people die suddenly for a living. Yeah, that's true. That's what they do. <laughs> they die. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. That's a valid point, man. Most deaths are sudden, unless mm. you you have some condition that you've been struggling with. And yeah, and, and you're not you die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, what's it? What? What the fuck is it? <laughs> They just fucking, they're like sad. Sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, man. Wasn't wasn't SIDS when babies rolled over and suffocated themselves? Yeah, sudden infant death syndrome, yeah. That's not a sudden death. No, I guess not. Those motherfuckers are stupid. It takes a little while to suffocate. (laughs) That's true. Those motherfuckers are stupid as hell. Yeah, they just lay there. They don't even know they're Uh. not breathing. (laughs) 
My God. Dummies. <laughs> Dumb kids. <laughs> I don't know, man. Everybody's <laughs> leaving because Elon Musk. I, I, never, I never went on Twitter. Excuse me. He's like the Green Lantern. <laughs> wow, so. What the fuck? He's like an evil supervillain. Okay. The right. Green La- Hal Jordan <laughs> is not a supervillain. The Green Lantern. He's a good guy. Justice League. I don't know anything about it. Is it the Green Lantern or is it the other guy? What One of the green guys. Green Goblin. Green, green Goblin. Green yes. Goblin. Oh, is that what we're talking My about? My apologies <laughs> to you Green Lantern fans. Out there. The fucking nerds. <laughs> nerds. Hal Jordan is his real name. <laughs> the Green Lantern's real name is Hal Jordan? One of them. Who is the, go- who is the Green Goblin's real name? Well, it's fucking Norman Osborn, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Nerding out, you dude. Got, you got this shit down. <laughs> I can't even nerd out with you. I feel bad. I, don't I know, know all the lores. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Tom Brady getting a divorce. <laughs> Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> no. So what is this, like news? <laughs> so in today's news... <laughs> I, no, I, I was fucking to, hate seeing all that. I, I eats to the death. He eats was, himself to death in the back of his stretch. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of something I was thinking of earlier to bring up on the show, and I was like, "Fuck, where is it?" Dude, it bothers me how much like sh- ta- like how much news there is about shit like that, though, and the people that click on it and read that no, shit. No news is good news. Like, oh my god, dude. They used to be the Good News Network. I, I don't even see that thing around anymore. Do you ever see that on like Facebook? The what? Good News Network? There's no such thing as good news. They were good. No news is good news. <laughs> that was a good news thing. <laughs> they were a good news network. Well, they're I don't even see them anymore, though. That's <laughs> like, of course. I watch, I watch, they're gone. I watch this. Video. You're right. There's no good news. I watch What's this. that guy's name there that runs Facebook. Uh, brain fight that uh, yeah, I can't think Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. He banned it all. <laughs> yeah, he banned all the good news. <laughs> Motherfucking Mark. That's what Facebook is like now, still. I guess I go on there and I like shit and wish people happy birthday. <laughs> that's pretty much all. I, I use do. it to promote. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's it now. I used to use it. If I didn't play in a band. I used to or... use it to promote my libido. Not really. <laughs> You promote your stuff on all different platforms, right? Mostly Facebook. Yeah. Reverb Nation. Do you use Instagram at all? No. I heard that's so much better. I don't have an Instagram, and I don't tweet. Instagram is Facebook. Instagram's owned by Facebook, right? No, they probably own a bunch of shit now. Yeah. But I mean, like the Facebook algorithm and the way that it operates is not ideal for bands. Yeah, (laughs) and that's pretty much all I use to promote when I promote, which is very rare. But uh, it's a it's a big promoting network. Yeah, yeah. It's better for like businesses, though. Even though being in a band is a business, (laughs) but the way they set it up to like you know make your business profile and all that shit. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. They they change the setup so much. You get used to one of them, and then they fucking throw another one at you. Yeah. You got a fucking. Well, how does this one work? Yeah, man. I remember when they were like going to can the whole Facebook Live thing. Like, remember, when, you know, like going on there and doing like a live show or whatever? Yeah. I did one in COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, they were actually like talking about canning that shit. And it was like, of course you are. Of course you're going to fucking get rid of free live shit. But they didn't. They didn't end up doing it. I don't know. But they kicked these great ideas around. How's that mic over there? <laughs> it's good. 
<laughs> Brian's doing some adjustments right now. <clears throat> Is that chair okay? It's like the first podcast I've been able to smoke at. Oh, oh, yeah. Dude, we were just rip butts fucking. You do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, you man. Do it. <laughs> the first half an hour, we probably smoked four fucking cigarettes. I was counting. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> believe it, dude. It's like chain smoking. Hard rock I get some loose juice when we do this. I'll grab some like nips and just fucking rip butts the whole time. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, some podcasts won't even let you swear. I don't. Or is yeah. that the radio? I forget. I, I'm sure this podcast. I think the internet too, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not afraid to get fucking banned from anywhere because we'll just go somewhere else. No, we're not afraid of getting banned by fucking cunts because <laughs> we got fans, right? <laughs> and plans. Right? Yeah, we got fans, fans and plans. And plans. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we got some dates coming up, too. We got people booked. We're doing stuff. We got Martin Davis of Cutthroat and Wolfers Bear and uh, Street Power coming in here, I think, Thursday. And then we got Monday Night Master Debaters. Monday Night Master Debaters. That's uh, someone, else's show. someone else's show that we're going on. Matt T from the Great Deception Podcast. Yeah. That's him. Oh, you guys are doing like twice a week, huh? Yeah, kind of. We, we have try. been, yeah. We've been going pretty hard, man. He's That's here. Good. He's here. He's here two more days on top of that. <laughs> so, something down here. Yeah. You know, rather than going up to the city or North Shore, bring people that way down this way. Yeah. The Cape, too. Good call, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we want to catch people while they're on tour. Just be like, yo, fucking, we're like 30 minutes away. Hmm. Yeah, if you got touring bands coming through, through Brockton, I know the Cro-Mags are supposed to be playing. No shit. Next month. Oh, are they playing over at the VFW? Yeah, I believe oh, nice. so. Yeah, they're doing a great job over there, man. Yeah, I, that's all calling, I believe. The Gatekeepers COA, Jam yeah. and Chris Cesarini. Yeah, a lot of good shows there. Yep. Yeah, and then you have uh, Nick, like Abysmal Depths. Like he he's a fucking busy dude. Yeah, he's killing. I the think I met him at a C-Note yeah. show. He came and asked me out. How to get in there? They started doing some metal and hardcore shows there. Yeah, that makes sense, man. He does them like all over the fucking uh, East Coast right now. He's doing them in like other states and shit. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. They do That's a lot the of the people shit. we need. You know, you always gotta have a bunch of people like that. That keeps everything going. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It seems like for like opens different up minds and other bands to people. Hell yeah, man. It does seem like there's a. Uh, you know, somebody for every scene representing the scene, like it's, doing what they can do. It's still like that all across the country, punk rock. It's yeah. been that way for 40 years. It's fucking awesome, man. That's why this shit's still going. I know Brian and I would like to use the show, too, to like tie everything together, too. Like cross like different scenes and just... You know. Yeah, it's all... I mean, everything is always... Everything community. rocks. Everything rocks, man. Community-oriented. Yeah. Community-based. Hell yeah, man. This is a fucking hard rock life. <laughs> We're yeah. friendly to all walks of life. Yeah, man. I think yeah, Nick's gonna come in here in a couple of weeks and talk about his grind and all that shit. And dude, I we would love to have you back on if you're willing to do it. Hell yeah, we'd love to get know. your band in here too. Beginning of the year. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I would love to get you guys to play in here. Like we could do like you guys could play and we we'll could bring a couple bands too. Even if you just wanted to come here to record and play, like that'd be cool. Like, we'll take you. Yeah, we'll do an interview. We'll play whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be entirely up to you. I know some people will just come in and they'll play. And, you know, it'd be cool to sit them down and talk to them. But, like, 
it's whatever they don't have to and sometimes we sit down and then play or sometimes we just sit down which is what we've been doing yeah, a lot of <laughs> I, I like that idea i always like that idea if you're gonna do that bring a band into play and then <laughs> sit down talk to them get to yeah you know get to know what they're all about yeah man definitely talk Conne- shit helps them the- connect with the audience better yep let them vent every every genre too you know like Brian and I came up in like the punk scene, you know, and and then into the hardcore stuff. So we 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 tend to have like you know punk rockers on and some hardcore people and whatever, but uh, in metal and you know that stuff. But we're we're having everybody on. Like I said, we had Tommy Nichols on, fucking super talented rapper out of Brockton, um, and we have we have other people lined up too. But we got it. We would love to get you guys in here, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. You just say the word, we'll make it happen. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap. Do you you want to plug your stuff one more time and say where sure. people can Please reach stay. you? And we got November nineteenth benefit show at the C Note Saturday, five p.m. doors, and then November twenty fifth, Alchemy with Tree. I think that's 8 p.m. doors, 7 7 p.m. doors. That's going to be crazy, man. January 15th at the Midway Cafe in Jamaica Plain with Point Blank from New York City. And then you can find us on Bandcamp, Worm Punks on Bandcamp, Worm Punk on Facebook, Reverb Nation. I think we still have a MySpace. Worm Punk channel on YouTube, Reckless Records, which is Taya's Bad Movies. Fucking dude, <laughs> a lot of stuff to plug. Twentieth anniversary this this sum, summer coming up. Hell yeah! So we'll be doing a tour. Yeah, you were talking about doing the boat. Booze cruise. Fucking booze hopefully. cruise. Wow, that'd be and awesome. A bunch of bands on a boat, cruise around and get kicked out of places. Maybe a bonus if people swim out to the boat, they could drink for free. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be advertising stuff like this because then it won't happen. But <laughs> I'll swim. I'll swim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a decent swimmer. Oh, man, Mike, you're a busy guy, and we uh, we thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Mike Worm. Ooh, an old one. Let's it all